Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Da 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 da. Michael Spiegel. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Boy, oh boy, it's been a couple of weeks since I've actually been out and about. Uh, lately been, uh, you know, chilling at home, COVIDizing. Uh, had a birthday last week, which is neat. Bought myself a nice TV, so that's pretty cool, uh, especially in this time. So, yeah, anyhow, uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. It's a beautiful day today. Well, let's see here. Well, the smoke's gone. It's been a, you know, nice last couple of days. And, uh, you know, thank you all the firefighters here in California, the USA. Uh, we've had a lot of fires for all our listeners out there uh, from not around here. Um, boy, you know, at one point our sky got red. At one point uh, you couldn't breathe because it was just so smoky. Uh, yeah, it was very surreal. We had a very, very weird couple of weeks. So uh, glad we've gotten through that so far. And uh, yeah, here we are. So Mutiny uh, Radio, Heart of the Mission for Racers Alley. And uh, haven't been here for a couple of weeks. So uh, thanks for our listeners for, uh, you know, if you're tuning in, we're back. So uh, yeah, we have Wade coming in. Uh, Milk Crate just showed up. He's putting in a couple of tunes. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Pam Tastic's here. She's going to be heading out to a, uh, I guess, a uh, uh, comedy show over in Castro Valley somewhere, so that'll be neat. Woo! Yeah. So anyhow, it's beautiful out, and um, yeah, Alex is here, and uh, we're gonna have a guest here uh, calling in, uh, John B. Huggins. He is at the, he's a turn worker with uh, all motorsports flagging, and um, what's really really neat. Um, I don't have the full details. That's why I, I gave him a shout out because I saw him on Facebook with, with these wonderful pictures. Um, as you all know, I've been bitching about having a 24-hour or any type of hour endurance, you know, race this year, and it um, didn't really happen. No one seemed to support it, but uh, those boys did. So uh, a bunch of folks on um, smaller size bikes, I believe. I, I have to get the full details, but they were out of Willow Springs, and they they did a 24-hour endurance, which is just so awesome, because you don't uh, hear about those anymore. And uh, they pulled it all together within, uh, uh, you know, like I, I want to say within a couple of months, if, if that. Uh, hear that, AFM? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, they had a bunch of people willing to do it. And they did it, and uh, they're going to be able to have that story for the rest of their lives, which is really, really, really cool. So it'll be very nice to have uh, John call in. Um, we've never met. I just like I said, met him on the uh, internet webs, but it's always nice to have interesting stories. And, um, yeah, it'll be nice to know uh, how Willow Springs is, especially this time of year. And I imagine there was a, a good uh, climate change uh, between uh, day and evening, uh, as well as, you know, the lighting. Boy, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of variables when it comes to endurance racing in 24-hour. And I can imagine... Imagine the fact that they had smaller, lighter bikes alleviated tire changes and, and the such, but uh, I'm not sure. So that's always a nice question to ask as well. You know, uh, how many teams were out there? You know, it's, it's, it looked like a nice grid. So it looked like a lot of fun. So, all right. All right. So uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break while I get the uh, show together here. And uh, welcome again to Racers Alley here at Meet Me Radio in the heart of the mission. Yar. And uh, Milk Crate's got some tunes going. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, here's for our boy, Eddie Van Halen. Yar.
tried and you know was lonely No matter who I take home, I keep on calling your name And you, I need you so bad, you're the one, babe Tell me, tell me who's loving you now Cause it worries my mind and I can't sleep at all Home on Friday just to wait for your call And you didn't try to call me Why did you try, did you try, did you know it was lonely? No who I take home, I keep on calling your name You, I need you so bad, you're the one thing
class but the lesson plan he can't recall the student's eyes don't perceive the lies bouncing off every fucking wall closure is well kept i guess he fears playing the fool the place the students sit and listen to that bullshit that he'd learned in school
Here we are. Welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. Uh, boy, oh boy, uh, just uh, getting in and getting uh, Wade Boyd's here. And uh, Milk Crate Brian's uh, spinning some tunes. He had a nice one there for uh, Mr. Van Halen. Uh, rest in peace. And uh, boy, you know, what a legendary man. And uh, sorry he's gone. But uh, now he's up there jamming with Hendrix and all the other folks. So, you know, have a great time. So, yeah. Uh, anyhow, um, Racers Alley here at Mutant Radio. Having a good time. Uh, haven't been here in a couple of weeks. So, uh here we are again, and uh, boy, you know, everything's been going well. Uh, as far as racing going, you know, uh, I haven't been doing much myself. Uh, AFM just got finished, uh, I guess, uh, last month, and I don't know if they're having a race in October. That's a good question, but uh, at least they're still out there, and uh, I always want to say uh, thank you, AFM, for still going out there, and of course, uh, all you racers uh, having a great time, I can see on the Facebook book pages. But, um, yeah, there are racing. There is racing going on, especially on my Facebook, because uh, due to Racers Alley, I, I kind of joined a, a lot of racers. And uh, there are there is a lot of racing going on around the world, which is really, really cool, you know. I mean, uh, right, Wade? We see people every now and then out yeah. there going out and having fun. Yep, just not in our world. <laughs> not <laughs> not right now. You are. How you doing, Wade? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. I mean, basically, we only see each other once once a, a week now uh, on the show. I mean, uh, the world's kind of gotten weird with the COVID, but uh, San Francisco in general, I mean, um, starting to open up a hair in a certain way, and, um, you know, they're having parklets and such. So uh, please, if you can, you know, support all your independent businesses. Uh, ours here, uh, Christine, a subculture member, a sidecar, great sidecar racer, uh, and uh, international racer, actually, with Wade here and Subculture Racing. She owns Berliner Berliner, right? Yeah, yep. we are. Yep. And uh, that's over in uh, Lower Haight. Yep. Yep. And uh, open? Five, um, 11 to 7. 11 to 7. And uh, right there, you know, they're next to Toronado. And uh, here in San Francisco, um, Lower Haight's, uh, you know, uh, kind of a known place. Uh, and uh, they have a few pubs and uh, food there. So now that the city's getting a little bit open uh, as far as uh, letting businesses try to make a living, it's been so hard. So many, uh, so many of my friends have uh, had uh, many difficult times, and uh, you know, a lot of lot of businesses have, have gone under. So it's lucky to uh, you know see some still out there. And if you can support them, you know, like I said, uh, Doc's Clock right now over here on the Mission, they're open. They have a nice front area, and you can get food there as well. Uh, the Mission Bar, I hear. Uh, my friend Jessica might be uh, out there at the Mission Bar on Saturday. And again, they got outdoor tables. So a lot of our beautiful divey bars that have been closed for a while are kind of uh, getting into the light, which will be interesting to see what dive bar people look like in the daylight or kind of light, which is kind of weird. But, uh, anyhow, that being said, uh, Molotovs, uh, they have a nice uh, place out front as well. And again, you can get food, uh, you know, around the area, especially across from Berliner Berliner. And, uh, you know, uh, I think even Memphis right next door, you can get some food. And uh, who else is out there? Um, uh, I believe their other one is Uva. So if you want to get Uva. some pasta or pizza or stuff, they'll bring it right to your table at Molotov's. Yeah. So, I mean, you have your choice. Uh, three wonderful choices, actually. Completely different type of foods. You can have top quality food, get a nice libation either at Molotov's or, you know, you can go to Toronado right there and right next door is Berliner Berliner. And like I said, they have an expanded menu. Actually, if you look at their menu, boy, you know, everything looks delicious. And I've known Christine for 
geez, at least 15 years, and I know she's she's a wonderful cook, so yar yar. And uh, yeah, so support all your independent businesses. Right now, San Francisco is trying to open up a little bit more. And, uh, you know, just be aware, you know, just try and be socially distanced, wear your mask when you have and all that good blah, blah, blah stuff. But we are trying to keep things down to a minimum as far as sickness and kind of respect the uh, actual bartenders and the uh, servers because I've heard that's been an issue here and there. So, yeah. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Let's move on. We have a guest. Brian? Yes. Uh, this week, I think I teased this a couple weeks ago, I wanted to bring my friend Logan on the show. Say hi, Logan. How's it going, guys? Hey, Logan. Hey. Logan uh, is longtime riding buddy and uh, garage companion, uh, and he's went through a couple bikes now, right? Are you on your second or third? Uh, it's my third in the States. Okay. Um, yeah, I had the uh, I had um, the Kawi. Yeah, what'd you, what'd you start with, a Vulcan or I had something? I Vulcan, 650... Uh, I think it was a 96. Um, it was all right. That was, that was an all right little bike. Uh, it was it was good to get back on it. You know, I, I hadn't had a bike in years. so. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of at that point, anything will do, right? Right. Well, and I got it for like nothing. I got it for like 650 bucks. Yeah. So. What year, Vulcan? Uh, 96. Yeah. I mean, as I recall, I mean, those are pretty solid. <laughs> it was quick. You know, the motors, I mean, as far as the, the, it's just been around, it's a... It's just a solid motor. My yeah. alternator grenaded on mine. So yeah, I remember there was something with that. <laughs> yeah, basically the stator went, and then um, in, a, in a sort of very typical <laughs> bunch of idiots in a garage kind of fucking story, uh, basically the guy I bought it from, Johnny, was uh, getting married. And he had a bunch of friends coming into town for the wedding, and he wanted to take them all out and go riding. He wanted to borrow the bike. I was like, yeah, sure, man, but my fucking stator just went. So he's like, and and like it was gonna take a while to get that done. You gotta drop the whole engine. That's like a full on fucking. Yeah, that's, it's one of it's two day repair. It's, yeah. it's one of those bikes where a simple motor start simple piece. You have to tear everything apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that one little bit, right? So um, Murphy's law. Yeah. So Johnny's like, yeah, I got this, buddy. We got this plan. We're gonna we're we're gonna fix your stator. I was like, all right, cool. So I had I like dropped the bike off in the morning, and then I went to work. And I get a fucking, I call them like later on in the afternoon. I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, we had an idea. I'm like, okay. Uh, Because they're like, yeah, we've been on YouTube all day. And I'm like, this is, this is, that's usually not a good fucking sign. What redneck engineering have you discovered? (laughs) Yeah, basically they had the brilliant idea to, uh, instead of dropping the whole engine out, there's just this one plate, right? So if you cut the back of that out, you can pull the fucking (laughs) stator out. Except for then it needs to go back in. Right, you got to fabricate this plate and like reweld the whole thing on the outside. Yeah, you're just yeah. gonna weld it from the outside, right? Yeah. Like instead of dropping it and pulling the stator from inside, yeah, you cut the cover yeah. around the stator, rip the stator out, and then try to make a plate that'll hold the stator from the backwards way. Yes, I think that was what it was. That was that while. was the that was what we tried to do, and we we ended up making like we so what if we had just fucking dropped the engine. Right, would have taken us two days. It would have taken two days. Yeah. yeah, fucking around with this thing took a week. Right. Um, <laughs> Always how it goes. Yeah, short, these shortcuts magic never fixes. are shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no need to drop the engine. Just yeah. break three of your fingers and put the stumps in there. <laughs> right. You'll right. file. Yeah. <laughs> I can buy a rag. I can just exactly. cut off my leg and, yeah, I can use the bones as splints or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that ended up not going well, basically. We finally fabricated a plate we thought was going to work, put it in there. Looked like it was all right. 
And then like a week later, I hear chunk, chunk, and, and just throws it. Yeah. So that thing slagged, and then I got the savage. Oh yeah, my little savage. Yeah, yeah. I ended up with I remember that. Thing that for a that while. was fun. Suzuki yeah, Savage 650 Thumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four-speed transmission, which yeah. is just wild. They, they yeah. tend to vibrate themselves to pieces, but the yeah. great, great bikes. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you didn't want to be on that thing too long, right? No. You didn't want to be on that thing more than like a couple hours. That um, was a city bike. I yeah, would yeah. never take that thing on the freeway. Yeah, I, I took it to Sacramento and back once or twice, and that was like I needed a break in the middle of that. I was yeah. Like, about <laughs> well, an just hour. to get the yeah, forty-five minutes to go get a burger or a cup of coffee, you'll get your senses actually uh, kind of like blood flowing again. You yeah, know, in, yeah, until your ass goes numb. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that thing um, eventually ended actually ended up being like a spark plug and like an electrical issue is what the final problem was. It wasn't the carburetor. Oh, like great. I thought, but. Um, and then now, yeah, I have the GL. I have the, the 1981 Honda GL 500. Bike's a year younger than I am. I love it. 1981. Mm-hmm. And those are just one of Honda's bulletproof news. <laughs> nice. yeah. I know we've talked about those on the show before because, Alex, you rode one of those around on the Isle of Man, right? It's kind of just a well, uh, yeah, course runner uh, bike. I actually, I, I passed a lot of people on faster bikes on that little 500, and I was wearing my Senora Lopez and uh, – jeans at the time uh going over the mountain but uh that's a different story yeah wait we got that from our pal uh i guess that was over there in the garage right the, the, uh, they grow oh, on trees yeah. in the uk yeah the coffee pot yeah was, yeah <laughs> neat little bike but it yeah. was very very comfortable and yeah it, was, it, did our, it did its job for us over there yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's cx 500 yeah well like, like delivery companies in the uk bought them up by like the bushel to use as like courier bikes and they're still on the road because they could put like one hundred eighty thousand miles on the motor yeah <laughs> well, it was uh, yeah it was just an overbuilt really nice bike yeah. and it was yeah. like uh, i think it was even shaft drive if i recall yeah, yeah shaft, shaft drive so yeah so kicks a little bit overbuilt. to the right yeah. yeah perfect for an english courier bike as far as the weather and everything and yeah <laughs> it was it was yeah. fun to ride around i mostly so i um i rode it all around california um, I got that thing when I was living up in Tahoe for a little while. I was helping my buddy get his bar back open. Um, and so I bought that up in Tahoe. I was, like, I was up in Tahoe. I was like, all right, I got a little money together. I need to buy another bike. And I remember I was I was going to buy this uh, Boulevard, Suzuki Boulevard C90. Right, yeah, but you were all sending me those on the phone. That I was, was like, and it was dope. Like, I, well, there, there was, I like I'm the, a little uh, prejudiced against Suzuki. I just want to clear the air. They make great bikes. I just sometimes can't be convinced to buy them. Well, I like the Intruder. <laughs> like, the Intruder is the one I've no always kind of liked the look of, right? Yeah. But there was this other, it was a really good deal because it was like a Nevada bike, and so like registering it was going to be a bit of a kerfuffle, but it was like two grand for this like fucking 2004 C90 fucking like 900 fucking... Um, and then I ended up getting swooped on that, and I was hella bummed. And the next day, I'm, like, flipping around. Oh, look on Facebook Marketplace. Maybe there's something good there. And I, like, I'm, like, first thing that pops up in this ad's like, 20 minutes old. Um, and, yeah, it's this, like, like um, GL500. But, like, it's it's kind of ratted out. Like, mine's not stock in any way. Like To kind of paint a picture for the viewers, it's cut down to, like, a solo seat. Yeah, yeah, solo so seat. No passenger seat. Uh, well, I don't think none of the luggage you'd usually one. have no, on a GL, no. all of that is gone. All yeah, all the fairings, like, even the front fairing, we took the front fairing off. Yeah. Like it's pretty stripped down, uh, single seat, <laughs> like a saddle style seat, says you bar, you know, like yeah, much closer to like, the custom version of that. Yeah. Looks like a dirt itself. bag bike. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it, does. it really does. <laughs> yeah, it could yeah. have been a dirt bag bike. Mm-hmm. Well, my mate, uh, you know, works over at Tokyo Moto and uh, the mechanic there, and 
yeah, both his bikes, um, totally same thing, you know. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, he just liked to have the um, tear it all down to nothing, and let's put an ammo can in the back for storage for the tools. And, I literally have know, an ammo can on the back. Yeah, for he does. <laughs> I had one on mine when I owned a CX five hundred. Literally. Yeah. So you know. Uh, yeah, folks, you know, have their bikes different, you know, and uh, unfortunately, Milkrate had this beautiful, beautiful uh, KLR. He, he did he did up really nicely, and uh, yeah, some asshole took it. But, well, uh, you guys know the news, right? Milkrate Brian's got a new KLR. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. that one. Yeah, back. yeah. So I've one. I've had a multi generational KLR in my family of motorcycle friends, where I convinced one of my friends to buy it when he was living in Portland. Then when he moved, he brought it down here, and I sold it to another friend, who sold it to another friend, and then who sold it back to me for $400. Um, nice. So now I am the owner of a KLR again. I did not put my 685 motor in it. I'm going to blow up the existing motor, and then, and I, then I did get that back from the police. So You got when, a, you got the big motor? I got the big motor sitting in the back of the garage. So nice. once yeah. I blow up this little 650, I'll just slap it in. <laughs> Throw that in. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you have a big motor for one of those? Lying around, you have well. Wait, no. wait as well has also had the KLRs in his life and the KLXs and uh, yeah, the no, legendary one. Uh, they're the all mile. they're <laughs> all stock. Okay, I thought we had one that was pumped up and still just no. going. You away. ever looking to pump one up? I've got a <laughs> 685 with a lightened piston sitting in my garage. And, mm. Yeah, mm. It's smooth as butter. You can actually <laughs> ride it up like six thousand, seven thousand RPM, and it doesn't rattle your teeth out. Weren't we just talking about uh, a circle track? Or mm. <laughs> I bet it'll hook up real nice mm. and single Very track. Very dangerous to offer way to pumped up motor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now he's thinking, where can I put that in? <laughs> you know, yeah, if you could do it overnight. Yeah, yeah. those bikes have always been, you know, they're just notoriously um, reliable. Also yeah. overbuilt. That's what I look for in a bike. I want something that I can thrash. The Except hell. for yeah. something called the doohickey. I was living with Wade and Christine. Uh, at one point, they they um, they um, took me in after one of the uh, anyways a while back, and um, so we're sitting there. And Christine has a funny way of talking, and she goes, "Yeah, the doohickey's real." And I go, "Christine, you know, I know I, I'm I'm a writer, man. I know there's no such thing as a doohickey. I'll prove it to you right now. There's a doohickey." And sure enough, she gave me a piece of paper that said doohickey on it, and it was a thing. <laughs> yeah 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 sure enough it's uh, the, the uh, counterbalancer <laughs> cam chain tensioner yeah i felt funny yeah <laughs> but it was a great story i was like there's no such thing as a doohickey and sure enough she she showed it to me well sure it would be right named there. after the the famous <laughs> irish inventor john doohickey <laughs> um. but uh yeah that was a little funny achilles heel as uh, uh yeah it advice. really was and speaking of uh strange failures you've been through some stuff with the gl right like just kind of to prove how overbuilt that is you were out on a really hot day recently yeah yeah i, I had like uh yeah so i was um i was road tripping around the state for like a couple months on that thing and i found myself up i was staying up on mount tam on the campground right up on the top there so i was like riding around panor panoramic all day and this was you remember it was like it was right before all the big ass fires started. Yeah, it was like the first remember, heat wave. You remember we had fires. those like like the dry thunderstorms that fucking that, that kicked off all the grass fires and shit. This is literally like the day before, a day or the day before yeah. that. Yeah, because I, I got stuck in that storm up on Mount Tam. I was coming back into town. Whoa. So, so yeah, so 
uh, and I'm like, like do the, the loop, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop by my campsite real quick and fuck around with something, and like literally as soon as I pulled up to a stop, I hear fucking steam everywhere. Um, I look like the cover of purple rain now, um, and it's like just, just smoke rising just from the ground all around yeah. you. Um, Been there. Yeah, and it's it's basically spilling coolant all over. So what I had was like like a double failure. At first, I thought it was just the radiator plug, which on that thing was made out of this like nylon, and so that had just melted and just completely slacked. It was so hot the plastic drain plug melted yeah that's what dumped all the coolant that's what dumped all the coolant right because i'm like looking through it i find this little plastic bit at the end i'm like that's okay that looks like that fits there so i get a uh i got i got somebody to bring me like another bolt to just fit in there in the drain plug filled it up with coolant i'm like cool um not quite so like, like i'm like cool i'll bring it back into the city i bring it by the garage um and every time you'd stop, it would puke a little every bit Every time of I'd stop, it would, yeah. Out the bolt hole or out the overflow? Out the overflow. Out the yeah, overflow. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just like, like puke fucking uh, coolant all, all over at the overflow. So we finally figure out, we finally get a look at it. And what it was is that it has a fan inside because it's, you know. Um, it's a mechanical fan, not an electrical one. Yeah, mechanical. It's driven off fan. the cam. So it has, the bike has to be moving. Interesting. Yeah, so the bike's not, yeah. Wow. The bike, yeah. If the bike's not moving, neither is the fan. Wow. Um, yeah, so, okay. and that thing was like, we, we opened up and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's probably it. Cause the thing was like, and it was just cracked in half. Yeah. And every CX 500 owner has heard these horror stories where you're riding along and suddenly this mechanical fan snaps because no it's running kidding. 100% of the time. Even uh, when you're idling in cold weather, the mechanical yeah. fan, it's just driven off the cam. So there's no like contact thermostat switch. It just, that propeller fan blade spends so much yeah. time spinning that eventually they weaken well yeah and fortunately the dude i bought it off of like he so he had just like done like a cross-country trip on this thing like he took it to tennessee and back in april um <laughs> wow. yeah this thing's a tank i love it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and he bought he actually had a new like fan for it he's like yeah like this thing like crapped out on me somewhere in like i don't know arkansas i had to, like spend three days in this town to get this part like they fixed something and i eventually got like he got he had like some sort of bodge road fix and then he'd gotten the official or the oem part or whatever mm-hmm. um so fortunately i had that lying around when the thing cracked unfortunately it didn't just grenade and throw shrapnel through your radiator yeah, which well, is yeah. the big yeah. Big scary thing because that thing's catastrophic. Very fast whenever it breaks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, no, this, yeah, no, the fins look good and everything inside the radiator looked all right. You know, it's holding cool and all that just fine now. Yeah, it's all good now. But that just—it's yeah. another testament to how overbuilt that motor is because you were riding it on a hot as fuck day. Yeah, you were pushing it pretty hard because you were joy riding. Yeah, uh, you destroyed the mechanical fan. Yep. And then you ran with no fan for another hundred miles. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and what bad things happened? We had to buy coolant. Yeah. And well, a fan. And a even <laughs> even nice. after Honda. the um, yeah, it really is a Honda. Even after like the initial like, like coolant failure, I still like got that thing back to the city, no problem. And like there's yeah, yeah. no, it was no problem. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, as I long could... as you were moving, it was fine. Yeah, you, you had airflow. <laughs> Everything just... was going. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Right on. Yeah, Hondas are normally reliable. You know. If you got the right ones. Well, the only time I've ever actually seen one was the one where you had the rod sticking out in the front of it. uh, One of your uh, sidecar. I think it was in the uh, early 2000s. You ran a 1000 CBR 1000 motor in them, right? Yeah. The rods, the rod nuts fell off. 
<laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah. And what what happened then? Well, what happened actually, after that happened, Wade and I were we just met, and we were we were, you know we met. I think it was, I don't know if that was Willow Springs or not where we were out, but uh, yeah, um, they were actually sidecar racing at the time, and yeah, I was out there. Button Willow. Button Willow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, he goes check that out, and I'm going what? And there was a big hole in the front, and uh, yeah, leaking yeah. oil. Yeah. Which was, yeah. <laughs> so it just I, I threw one of the rods through the crankcase? <laughs> well, uh, Is that what happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I uh, bought a motor, or two motors actually, uh, yeah. put it in, injected one. I didn't know anything about it, but uh, took the chance at the last second, and I put that one in instead of the carbureted one like I was going to, and got it running. I had the fastest rig out there. Nothing could touch it. Until it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. Uh. And, and so, anyhow, uh, I made one lap with his just keep going, keep going, keep going. And, uh, anyhow, we got a second. Um, nice. We, we led to, to the middle of the last straightaway. No kidding. No. Uh. But it, yeah. It, it, was, it was terrible. And the same thing happened to the other motor. Yeah, um, you, you, like you said, you had two, one EFI and one carbureted. Yeah. Which is which is kind of odd. I mean, uh, was it one year they went from carburetion to EFI? Or? Yeah. Oh, huh, yeah. you got the cusp. You got one of the, each. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't and the fuel that was the problem, huh? Did you throw a rod on the second one, too? Yeah. Wow. It, la- it lasted a, a week or so. Did, did one race, uh, I re- just remember... Uh, we were at Thunder Hill, and uh, Jennifer and Christine were were on a 600. Ninety-nine. Uh, yeah, that I gave them, and it, it was it was a question on where they were, on what place they got, on what what did we do? Um, we were in the lead into like the last corner. And then we we pulled over and we didn't crash, but we burned. If you catch on fire, it goes back to the lap before. No. So it was <laughs> it was a big to do. <laughs> they don't give me free hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. So wow, interesting. So so I forget how it turned out, but yeah. Um, uh, so the girls lost. They they would have they had first place or something like that, but it because we crash or because we burn, you catch on fire. There's that's another the uh, rule. <laughs> bad 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 bad. That's a that's, weird rule. That's an awesome sport though, where there's like a, an official rule <laughs> to cover the eventuality of you catching on fire. That's not even we something most covered. rule books have to consider. <laughs> like that's like. <laughs> The tequila bottle falls off during a race. Yes. Yeah, it's just like all these obscure things. Wow. What year was that? That was probably, what, 98, 99? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was, that was, uh, I forget, but 70, yes, right around uh, one, uh, two, three, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were all, uh, we all knew each other, and we were racing. We were trying to get to racing. I mean, uh, when I first met Wade, I mean, the main goal after meeting him was to try and be fast enough to get to the Isle of Man. 
and get into the AMA, um, you need money to go to the AMA. So that never worked. Um, but I did have a fast bike, the R1. Uh, had some issues with it. But yeah, it took us a few years from there to get there when I met you. Uh, boy, we had the mad cow. <laughs> and yep. uh, See, that's like COVID, but different. But uh, <laughs> finally, I, I was able to go. I think it was 2003. Finally. Everything's set. So why did set. they hold you in the states over mad cow disease? Are uh, you well, known in the cow aficionado community, or Wade, Wade held me in the states? So here we are. We have bikes ready to go, uh, 99R1s, which were excellent back in the day, and um, they still are, by the way. You are, and uh, yeah, it's like okay, we got crates, so we can send them overseas. Cost this much. Let's just throw a number out there: thousand dollars to send them on the sea. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, we can't do that anymore because Bad Cow's still here. Oh, we're getting a call. Oh, why don't you handle that? Milk sure. Crate? But uh, long story short, he said to hold it, hold it, hold it, and ended up being that um, Mad Cow is still there. It's going to cost $3,000 to sit him on plane. Oh, yeah. No, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, the Mad Cow came. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah, and we didn't do it because he goes, if you send your bike there, you're never going to see it again. You yeah, know. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, uh, yeah, um, we ended up not sending him, thank God, but we were right there. Yeah, for sure they canceled it in a long, long time. Yeah, that was the first time since the wars, you know, the war. Yeah, it actually got postponed in 66 when my dad went. Oh, really? Yeah, postponed, forget what time, it was. I think it was Manx time or something, but yeah, it was postponed. I did not know that, wow. Yeah, that's. He, he spent time in Ireland doing Irish road races. and Which is our dream. All right, yeah. fellas. Uh, sorry to interrupt here. Uh, did we have John here? Well, great. What, what do we got going on? Uh, John, you out there? Hello? John, John, John? <laughs> yeah, well, we sometimes mess up our phone things. But, uh, uh-oh. It might be out. <laughs> hey, John, you on the phone? Yeah, John, you just won a million dollars for being the second caller on Races Only. Five and you should hear him in here, right? Yeah. Uh, is he on the phone? He is, and it's on the hook. So Hi, John, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, no, you can kind of hear him. I can barely hear him on this turn, chair. Let's turn your thing off. That's what it is. There we go. Here. All right. How about now? John? Testing. <laughs> oh, no, that's really high for me right that's there. That's really high. Okay. John, are you out there? <laughs> well, can you? Can we hear him on this thing? Um, but we, that's the function in the board. He's up as high as he can go. John, say hi five times. The usual solution <laughs> of hit thing with adjustable wrench is absolutely useless here. John is regretting right. his life decisions right now. <laughs> By the way, well, you know, if you ever call us, we're kind of funny on the phone thingy because our, our deck is sometimes kind of. Kind of work it out. Weird feedback <laughs> thing going on. All right. <laughs> Sorry, we John. We, we tried really hard. <laughs> Pedro got into the same thing. He hasn't called us back, but we know what's going on. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. Like, well, no, I'm not going to give out my phone number on the radio. Oh, say, there he goes. He's, oh, here we go. Try one more time. All right, here we go. This John dude has the patience of a saint. John's off. 
Hey, uh, let me, uh, catch you too. Alright. One sec. Alright. Can we do it? John, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, there hey, you are. Hey, Yay. Well, welcome, John, uh, to Racers Alley here at Meet New Radio in the heart of the mission. We're here in San Francisco, California. Um, anyhow, um, yeah, I saw you on the Facebook ah, book, and uh, you ended up, um, uh, I guess, uh, having a 24-hour endurance race, which is something that I've been actually, you know, um, trying to do for a while here, and just uh, no one ever took it uh, to heart. How was it? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, the guys at UMRA, United Meeting Racers Association, put this on really quick. Uh, like within a month, they decided where they are going to have it, when they were going to have it, and uh, they needed 10 teams to sign up, and they got that, and I think there were six that finished, um, and it turned out to be a lot of fun for everybody. Within a month, you had six, uh, how many teams? 10 teams. Ten teams. So, um, yeah. basically, uh, someone decided to have an idea to have a 24-hour endurance race, and you had a month to get it together. Um, yes, that's correct. Well, they have it every year, uh, usually at Apple Valley Speedway, formerly known as uh, Grange. Uh, but, you know, with the situation this year, it was postponed, and, uh, you know, everything else has been canceled, and they wanted to do this one race particularly, and I'm really glad that they did. I, I, I've always thought that was the way to go uh, do it with these times that uh, you barely have any time to race. To, to do an endurance race is maximum track time, a lot of fun, and have everyone to get together to do that. And uh, I, I've, yeah. I've been to the Grange in Apple Valley before, uh, many, many years ago, and that's a wonderful course. And, uh, yeah, I, w I was never aware that they were doing uh, endurance races such as, uh, you know, that type. And uh, um, what type of motorcycles are they running? So anything up to a 125 can run. Uh, there's a lot of grounds out there. Uh, the Honda CFR 50 is really popular. Um, anything that you find on a mini track, really. No kidding. <laughs> no, nothing, like again, nothing bigger than a 125. You can, you know, so that. Yeah, you could you can still go very fast and have a whole lot of fun. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. So that track was point. Uh, like six point or point six two five, so like two thirds of a mile, and uh, the fast guys were doing it in like fifty two, fifty four seconds. Wow! And yeah. uh, so were these bikes? Were they set up? Did they have lights, or what? Did you? I, I saw kind of like um, on the course you had generators with lights in certain turns. Um, so yeah, we had lights uh, set up in the track uh, for overhead, you know, and then on the bikes they had to have a tail light. Um, uh, from dusk to dawn, they had to have a tail light, and then, as well as having a clear face shield from dusk to dawn as well. Okay, I would think that would be norm, right, Wade? I mean, you've run uh, endurance uh, that uh, before. A tail light is kind of a normal thing. That yeah, kind of situation. Be seen. Yeah, kind of like you don't want to kind of run into the back of someone. But uh, yeah, that's exactly why they're there. And some guys went a little extra, had like a little armband or whatever. But uh, you know, it all served the same purpose. Yeah, and uh, as far as teams, I mean, um, were there like four or three people on a team, five people? Uh, I, mean, I think like four or five people, um, typically five, and they do about an hour run each, and then, you know, they peel them off the bike, sometimes literally, 
and uh, <laughs> gets on and goes. Nice. Well, I mean, um, um, you know, I mean, Wade and I've done the Isle of Man, and the reason we have to pull in is usually because of fuel. Would that be the reason on the bikes when folks go? It's, I mean, that's as long as their bike can run on a tank of gas. Yeah, as long as they can run on a tank of gas. Or however, if they fall, if the bars hit the ground, they have to go to their pit, get the bike checked out, and then go through tech again. And you know, just real quick, and they just you know nobody's going to let their bike, their team go out. That's something that needs to be done on it. So, you know, they're really good about it. And nice. you know, within the lap, they're right back out on track. That's awesome. Um, as far as the teams, I mean, um, how many out of the, the start made, made the finish? Uh, I believe there were six that finished, and maybe seven. Um, you know, I was so tired at the end of it, I didn't really get all the information <laughs> that I should have. I can imagine. But uh, it ended up being over 1,450 laps, uh, which equated out to about 900 miles, So, which is uh, like Chris going back plus a little. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that, cool. that sounds great. Um, do, so as far as the bikes go, were they all on one bike using the same tires, or were they allowed a second similar bike with, you know, as a, as a, as a substitute? I was wondering that. And, uh, they did something a little bit different this year just to keep everybody going. Um, during Red Flags, we didn't have any actually, but during Red Flags, they were going to allow bike maintenance, which is something that you know most organizations and endurance races don't do. Interesting. Wow. But they were going to allow it. We didn't have any Red Flags. Uh, which is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. But we did, you know, force bike out, turn one. You know, from the green flag went down. Um, everything happened pretty much in the first few hours. <laughs> you don't win on the first third. Down. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I was actually filming it, but it didn't really catch it all that well, you know. Um, but, hey, you know, I, I'm a corner worker, not a photographer. No, that's awesome. I mean um – Without corner workers, we would not have races. And I, I, I love, you know, we've, we've, we've been in communication here and there on the Facebook book. And, you know, I love the fact that, um, you know, the dedication. And like I said, I mean, boy, being out there in the middle of the morning, uh, I can imagine, number one, uh, it's surreal, uh, especially with the skies and such, but also with the motorcycles. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my first experiences was at 4B uh, at Willow Springs with the sun coming up. And I'm like, wow, you know, and they're paying me to be here. And then <laughs> this guy comes all through there on this R1, just just like hot knife through butter. And that was Chuck Graves. And I was like, wow, wow. they really handle that turn like that through here? And uh, that's really what got me hooked, you know. Yeah, I've been you... a race nut my whole life. Well, that's, you know, Willow Springs, uh, Wade and I know that we've been there more than once over the years, and uh, it's still one of my favorite tracks uh, due to the fact that uh, I still need to conquer it. But, um, yeah, it's up there in the Mojave. It's the fastest track in the West. It's always been one of the fastest tracks out there. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that still stands. Weren't you out there just recently, Wade? Just, uh, recently, no. No, okay, so it's been a while. Yeah, Wade's running the sidecars. I was just wondering if we were there with armor and such. But uh, uh, back to you, uh, John. So your organization, are you a turn worker that, um, 
basically works at Willow for any uh, track conditions or track days, or are you particular to your organization? Uh, so, no, I'm actually on the invoice at Willow Springs, so if you went to check there, you have an option to call me or a couple other people. Uh, and then I have some uh, organizations that use me uh, solely, and, uh, you know, they're my favorite clients, uh, Apex Assassins, UMRA, uh, Random Speed, Classic Track Days, Two-Wheel Track Days. You know, I have a few. And, uh, you know, I love the bikes more than anything else. I mean, I do cars, obviously, you know, I have to work. But motorcycles is where the passion is. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's it's a bird's eye view, go. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a lot going on, but uh, it really impresses Absolutely. me that uh, as a turn worker, um, you can apply your trade across uh, all the forms of racing, and I, I think it's a great idea that the fact that um, you're a gun for hire, per se, just like racers are racers, I mean, we right. can't race exactly. without folks like you, and I, I think right. that's rather impressive. And actually, nowadays, you really can't do corner or turn work. I'm sorry. You can't even do a track day without a turn worker because of insurance, and which is fine for me. You know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had track go. days without turn workers. But, uh, yeah, that's I, I haven't been in track day a million years. But, uh, no, it should yeah, be that way. You know, safety-wise. Uh, some organizations do do that. They all hire, you know, uh, their own their own members to go do half day on track and then they ride the other half day. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, as long as it's covered by a flag, you know, when somebody goes down, that's, you know, that's, that's what I think is most important. Well, that and also, I mean, uh, you're kind of in a sense, I mean, you're seeing what's out there. If you see something that's obviously wrong, you know, you call it in or you oh, see absolutely. something, you know, in a sense, you're kind of the absolutely. eyes and ears of safety, you know, and that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, we've caught everything from, you know, a bike that was leaking that was ready to blow and ended up catching on fire to a guy that had no chin strap. And, you know, we just, our eyes are constantly on you as you go by. We're looking at everything. You know, it's not just the bike going by, but we're looking at your helmet, your gloves, your bike, everything. What do we see different? And that's every bike that goes by. That's so awesome. I mean, that's, that's, cool. that's invaluable. Yeah, it really is cool. And, you know, yeah, I mean, that that's what keeps us out there. And, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you're able to do it across the board. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, we'll be talking to the future. We'll try and get someone, some other type of 24-hour endurance <laughs> going or endurance racing. You know, we do, I was thinking, Wade, we, we don't have an endurance racing anymore. And we should get that back in America. You know, and uh, it'll be just be a question of how to do it. But uh, I love the fact that you're out there helping everyone out. And uh, Willow Springs Thank is you. your main course, and uh, or Willow Springs and Button Willow. Uh, so I would say Willow Springs is my home track. I do 90% of my work there. Uh, I'll go anywhere. I'm going out Saturday to work with Apex Assassins in Las Vegas, uh, and then I'll be up at Between the Sacred the weekend after that to do Moto America. Uh, that's not my gig. I get brought on as a guest, you know, which is more fun than anything else. Uh, the whole thing is fun. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to make a business out of a hobby uh, and get awesome. paid for it, you know, and, and really this is just a hobby for me. Well, you know, you're lucky enough to be able to do something you love and make a living out of it, and um, you're, you're helping everyone else while you're doing that, which is really, really cool. Well, thank you. And uh, you're mentioning Moto America at Laguna Seca? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be. Uh, they call it volunteer, but they give us an envelope at the end of the weekend. Uh, yeah. So I'll be up there uh, working the turn, uh, doing some flagging. When's that going to be? Uh, October twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. Whatever Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is of next week. So, uh, huh? Well, we're gonna have to go I'm see some racing. Again. <laughs> yeah, so there's no spectators, so you're going to have to come in with somebody who has a pit. Or a blimp. If I can get a blimp. Or a blimp. There okay. you go. You know, we need yeah. to work on a blimp, Wade. We need to make one in two weeks. Wow. Um, we'd love to hear from you after that and tell us how the weekend was. I think that that's a wonderful adventure. And, uh, Absolutely. See it on TV. Right on. You know, John, it's been a pleasure having you on a show, and uh, you've enlightened us, and um, thank you. You know, for, for calling well, thank in. Thank you for having me. Really, I really appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. Well, I appreciate you turn working out there and taking care of all of us. And, um, yeah, we'll talk soon on the interwebs. And, um, you know, do send me a list of uh, all the people you work with and support, and I'll, I'll give them a shout-out on the show. And, uh, you know, okay, we, we want to make sure everyone in the industry, you know, gets properly recognized uh, as you as well and your organization. All right. Well, thanks. I'm John Huggins, and I own and operate All Motorsports Flagging, and I'm on Facebook. So, John, uh, All Motorsports Flagging, you're on Facebook, and uh, yeah, look it up, and I will be getting uh, getting you on the show more and uh, definitely talking about, especially your All upcoming right, adventures. You, That'll be awesome. Right on. Thank you. All right. Thanks, mate. All right. <laughs> bye. Right on. We had John here from uh, All Motorsports Flagging, and it was a great uh, segment been on a while i wanted to give him a break but boy we have a lot more to talk about it's it's great he has a, a definitely has a show and uh, we'll see what's uh what in the future how uh, the upcoming races go as well as you know uh talking about his organization and uh anyhow um hold on for a second i think we have another call yeah let's see the second caller which receives what two million dollars i forget what the what the deal was on that what? <laughs> hey, it's Alex here at uh, uh, Racers Alley here at Neatney Radio. And uh, yeah, so uh, I guess you're deciding. <laughs> Sorry, I had a uh, glitch here. Anyways, how can I help you? Are you calling for the free kitchen stoves? Kitchen knives? Oh, he's not here. Oh, sorry. We dropped off. All right, oh, we're no, going to... He's still, he's still on. We just... If his phone is down, please turn your volume up. Hey, mate. Your phone down? Volume up? All right. We'll power up the generator. Someone ride the bicycle. All right. Should we go to a musical? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome to Racer's Alley. We're going to get a, a musical... Uh, well, who are we listening to, Mo? Great. We've got uh, both Dre's on deck right now. First, we've got Mac Dre from the Bay, and then we've got Dr. Dre after that. Yeah, we are. Welcome to Racer's Alley. Cheers. <laughs> Come on. Let's do it. What it is. This is what it is. Another knocker. Kick this game around like soccer. Pull up a chair, let me make you a plate of this game that's seasoned like a tasty steak. 8 to 8.
late, I've been serving them well. I was serving Yale when L was rocking bells. Clocking mail, get, get, getting it. Copping it, flipping it, flip, flip, flipping it. Now I'm spitting it, bar for bar. European whipping it, car for car. No doho, you know I say no. I need you like Jaws, need a raincoat. I for dango, stay high as a star spango. Choke the blood out your bitch, get strangled. Get mangled, fucking with this pimping. Dre J. Simpson, you better pay attention, it's all ganged up, keep the bio, the file, see how I came back, I've been out there getting my dough, in the scope, the O, and Valley Joe, getting rich in the rich and sand hoes, running and running and living hoes, rolling on roads and two foes, Dre Tripper gotta stay with two hoes, stay with zippers, boy, I keep a few hoes, when I I say read my lips. Bring me cheddar, bitch. Bring me chips. Fingertips, ass, hips, and lips. Follow my lead, don't ask questions, bitch. I won't. Fresh bits from Ab come and bitch. When it's going down, the Mac comes and shit. The Mac comes to spit. Let me do it to your ear, baby. I'm trying to flip. See, I do it every year, baby. Real off the lotish. Getting my cottage. Cheese, cheese, please, bees, freeze. Stop it. You're headed down the wrong path. Fuck making love, bitch. I want a tongue bath. The dumb cash, can you do it like me? Cash a black check at the bank with no ID. Can you blow by me when I'm doing a hundred? Smacking, slapping in my five hundred. I've been out there getting my dough. In the Skoda, oh, and Valley Joe. Getting rich in the rich and sand hoes. Running and running and living hoes. Tripper gotta stay with two hoes. Stay with zippers, boy. I keep a few hoes. Get balls and say, oh, she got friends and lots of women. I ride in the bins, but I squat the lemon. I wanna stuff turkey with all the trimmings to pay and play. Extra innings, I'm winning. Fat lady starts singing. I'm finna get the cool nut and start swinging. Skate. Dancing eight when they run my plates, modeling make I'm a shake like I'm riding with a cake. Pedal to the metal, rarely hit the brake. I love a high speed getaway. They wanna get rid of Dre, put the kid away. When I'm in the day, I'm in the seven series. It's so quiet you can't even hear the engine. When I smash the gas, look at all that wood on the dash. I've been out there getting my dough in the Skoda Getting rich in the rich and sand hoes Running and running and living hoes Rolling on roads and two foes Dre Tripper gotta stay with two hoes Stay with zippers, boy, I keep a few hoes Get boss and say, dawg, she blows
What's up? Nothing. What you doing? Man, I'm just kicking it. Are y'all done? Nah. nah. What you gonna do today? Hey, did, did, did what's your name them get at you yesterday? Who? These nuts. Aw, oh, shut up, nigga. But I want to ask you one question. If I had some nuts hanging on the walls, what do I have, honey? I'm just darling, you have some walnuts. She said, well, daddy, if I had some nuts on my chest, would those be chestnuts? I said, hell yeah. She said, well, daddy, if I had nuts under my chin, would those be chin nuts? I said, hell no, bitch, you'd have a dick in your mouth. Chicky check, microphone check, one. Chicky check, microphone check, two. Chicky check, microphone check, three. Check game from the notorious Compton G. Back with some shit that got the bump. As you pull up in the park, your pops are shrunk. Just a fossil like a motherfucker clowning and shit. Got your daters on your hoopty and your fly ass bitch. Throw off, throw off, show off, I'll take that home. If she proper, I'ma pop up, I hold hop up. It's back on track. With big money, big nuts, and a big fat chronic sack. So dad, step up on their ass and give these motherfuckers a blast from the past. Digging these dads out of the cut with some shit that I wrote with my nigga D.R.E. So you know I must be dope, but uh, rat tat 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 that ass. Start static with Drake, make way for the AK. That I bring as I slang like Cappy. Not from crisscross, but they call me Mac Daddy. Hattie, not known about the city I'm from. Long Beach, Tic Tac, grab your gap, watch your back, get right, come. Stomping in my khaki suit, BG from the hood, kid from Eastwood. God damn, I ripped up, flipped up, and skipped up on top of things as they swing towards my dingling. Look, could you raise up off his nuts? Cause Dr. Drizzy's about to raise that shit up. Chicky check, microphone check, one. Chicky check, microphone check, two. Chicky check, microphone check, three. You're tuned to the sounds of the DRE. Now check me out, it's back to the old school where the niggas get they scrap on. Don't nobody cap on. Slap on some DRE or some funky ass shit by the D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G. Real G's who drop keys, protect these N-U-T, so nigga please. Keep out my manuscript, you see that it's a must, I drop gangsta shit. Yeah. So recognize gang from the gangster, things will remain the same until I change them. It's real easy to see, so you can check sounds from Nate D-O-double-G. I can't be Nigga from the motherfucking street. I can't be I'm a nigga from the motherfucking street. I can't be I'm a nigga from the motherfucking street. I can't be I'm a nigga from the motherfucking street. I heard you wanna fuck with Dre. You pick the wrong motherfucking day. Here we go, toe to toe, blow to blow. Let me know if you think you can fake that bro. I heard you wanna fuck with Dre. Let me know if you think you can fake that bro.
sit around at home and watch this thing begin. But I'll bet there won't be many live to see it really end. Cause a fire in the street ain't like the fire in the heart. And in the eyes of all these people, don't you know that this could start on any street in any town, in any state if any clown decides that now's the time to fight for some ideally thinks is right. And if a million more agree, there ain't no great society as it applies to you and me. Yeah, welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, boy, oh boy, uh, Wade and Milkrate, uh, uh, we're still here just uh, jarring. And um, yeah, like I said, a shout out to Eddie Van Halen, uh, RIP, and uh, great man, great guitarist. And um, boy, let's see. Let me sneeze for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, here we go. No COVID here. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it was very, very cool to hear from John B. Huggins at uh, All, Motor uh, All Moto Sport Flagging. And uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, yeah, he's a hired gun. And um, without turn workers, we would not have racing. So I think it's really, really neat that he's out there, has an organization that all of a sudden, if I want to have a race, I'll give him a holler, and God willing, he'll come out with 12 people and we'll have a race. So that's really, really neat to know that there's someone out there that has an organization to put a race on. You know, so jarring, right? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it really is. And, um, yeah, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot to it. So, you, you know, um, that's really, really nice, uh, you know, being able to have that service. Yeah, and that's where it, it's also really nice to have somebody that's sort of trained. Exactly. A seasoned veteran. Yeah. You know, uh, like he was mentioning earlier, I mean, he's not only looking at Because, you, you know, as a newbie, I imagine you say, oh, wow, they go by, but... You know, he goes, no, we're checking your helmet. You know, we're checking the foot thing. We're, we're checking each time you go by, we're looking at something. You know, and that that's yeah. what a turn worker does rather than seeing someone zoom by. It's exactly. like checking what's wrong and seeing if everything's right. And, uh, you know, that that's that actually, that's really, really neat. And, uh, you know, he brought up a point with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's really a good one. And, and. Uh, yeah, as far as racing, I mean, you've been out there. Um, I believe you did a 24-hour a million years ago, right? Weren't you there with Anka and Dater? Um, which one was that? Yeah, <laughs> you are. Anyhow, yeah. I can imagine it's it's very, very yeah. weird to be at night. Yeah, it, it, you, you really want the headlights to work. <laughs> <laughs> you really want them to work. And the more you have, the you know, the more light you have. 
Well, that's what I was wondering. You know, um, from the pictures I, I, I've seen from the, the race that he was at, and um, I wish I'd have written this down. But uh, anyhow, uh, they did have generators with lights, you know, which makes a difference. Yeah. You know, as far as uh, it just having your motorcycle light. I can't imagine, you know, uh, Baja people, that, that those type of folks, they go out there in the middle of the night. I mean, all they have are the lights in front of them. That has changed a big deal now with the LED, by the way. Uh, am, I, am I incorrect, right? I mean, geez, you can get an LED for uh, milk crate. I mean, nowadays, lighting for desert racing, I think, has gone. Oh, yeah, it's so much cheaper now. But I mean, they're smaller. They're smaller. They they're use less power, so you don't have to have as crazy of an alternator and power draw battery that with the they're not producing a ton of heat they're more durable because they don't have filaments in them so you can go over bumps and stuff and Ah. not have to worry about the vibrations i didn't think about that it's a huge step up in technology yeah as far as the the led stuff you know the daylighters i mean i don't think anybody unless you really but i've seen leds that can light up like a stadium that's what i'm saying like i don't think there's any reason to have halogen anymore (laughs) yeah well uh, were- werewolves? Unless you're growing weed. Uh, werewolves. <laughs> uh, then you still need the halogen. Kits. Yeah. Uh, uh, just so you know, werewolves, uh, LEDs don't do anything. Halogens, and, uh, and a little bit with the vampires. That's, that's a different thing. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, so where are we going from here? Let's see. Uh, Pamtastic, boy oh boy. You know, I love the fact uh, I, I rarely get to see her, just like all my other friends. And uh, this is my night to see my pals, really. And earlier tonight, I got, saw uh, earlier today, saw my pal Chris. Uh, he was walking by. It was really, really nice. And uh, yeah, heart in the mission. People are walking around with masks and all that good stuff. But uh, lately, uh, Pamtastic, our, our captain here, has been doing a lot of uh, shows, which is great because for us being racers, to race is a huge thing. And to not race, you know, it taxes you. Pam is the same with com- comedy. I mean, she needs to be out there on, in front of a mic and, you know, uh, be a comedian. And uh, so she's been doing that, and which is crazy. She's been doing that a shit ton lately, which is really, really cool. She goes, like, I almost have one every day, Alex. And she also has her, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, work studio here on Mondays. And then on Fridays, she has her, her a couple of shows on Saturday as well. So, uh, yeah, you can always find us here on Meet Me Radio. But um, she has something called Dinner and a Show, and that's over at Asiento here in the corner. It's at 21st and Bryant, and uh, it's really, really nice. Uh, they've been, uh, you have to uh, make reservations, because nowadays with the COVID, um, or yes, you just got to be careful. Anyhow, so uh, Asiento now has a really nice outdoor patio area, and uh, they've been hosting a comedy show, and uh Pam, Pam calls it dinner and a show. It's at Asiento, and you can get on. Uh, she calls it Eventbrite. Or event, you know about that? Milk crate? Eventbrite? Eventbrite? Yeah, Eventbrite is something to use to, like, you know, you can sell tickets if you're doing something on there. It's okay. especially popular with smaller venues. A lot of times when I go to shows and little clubs, they sell the tickets through Eventbrite. Okay, because she laughed at me. He goes, I can't believe you don't know that, Alex. But Eventbrite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oops. So Sounds like uh, a 50s drugstore. Eventbrite. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, uh, the shows have been, you know, uh, selling out. Uh, they have a really nice menu over there, Asiento, by the way. Yar, yar. So, uh, it's really nice, especially right now. Uh, everything's, you know, weather-wise, everyone's going to be coming out. It's, uh, as far as all our nice patios and stuff. I hope San Francisco, uh, some businesses get uh, 
you know, back going with all their outdoor dining and such, because we've changed our nature here in the city. And, uh, yeah, uh, just everyone be polite and try not to, you know, uh, infect everyone. But, uh, yeah, Eventbrite, Asiento, uh, make reservations next uh, next Wednesday as well. Uh, they're going to have the next show. And uh, uh, Pam runs Mutiny Radio, and uh, she has comedians all the time, and uh, it's really nice to have something so close to home, and you can eat. Yeah. So that being said, yeah. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. Where are we at? 7.36? Let's play another song because I'm running out of things to say. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that maybe if we don't hear from our caller that was trying to get in, we might shut it down a little early or go out on music. Unless you got more stuff to say, Alex. I don't Oh, um, yeah, I do have to say one thing. You know, uh, Milk Crate likes to leave because he uh, goes to uh, <laughs> Arnell's uh, Pizza, Arnell's Pizza, which is really, really great because I love Arnell's as well. I always thought he ate the, uh, you know, thin slices, but... Uh, no, that, I'm from Chicago, so I like thicker cuts, and they got oh. a great Sicilian over there. And oh, they're great. I gotta, try, I gotta try that. Yeah, I've been going there forever. So, anyway, on the way here, walking, uh, Wise, uh, Wise Sense was closed, so I couldn't get the Reuben I wanted. You know, I stopped by for a second over at Napa Tandy, but uh, anyhow, that didn't work out. Anyway, I found this place called the Pizza Shop, and it's over here on 24th. And uh, and the, the and the mission, I gotta say, all their slices are great. And uh, I had the uh, pepperoni, and you know, I, I went with the staple to see how that went. And what was nice is it had a little bit of spice in it, so uh, very very good. Check them out, four dollars a slice. They're over here at Twenty Fourth and Folsom, and they're at um, they're like four dollars a slice. Bob's your uncle, and um, they're open till nine thirty weekdays. So after the show, guess where I'm going? Well, home just saying but uh yar yar all right cheers <laughs> all right well great let's put a tune on and uh see you shortly Howdy, howdy. How you doing, mate? Hello, are you there? Oh, there sure you. am. Holy moly. Oh, great. <laughs> I can finally hear you. Oh, no problem. Well, yeah, we have about a 50-50 thing on the phone. So, uh, yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome yeah, to Racers Alley. You know, uh, half the time our guests get in or they don't. I think it's usually a alien intervention uh, from above, but that's okay. Anyhow, what's your yeah. name, mate? Say what? Uh, what's your name? Introduce yourself. Why are you calling? Uh, my name is Dwayne Goodman. Um, I live in Oakdale, California, which is um, kind of smacked out right in the middle of the state. 
Um, okay, uh, Dwayne Goodman, middle of Oakdale. Nice to hear from you. And uh, yeah. are you a racer? No, I'm a corner marshal, but I do um, occasionally ride. Corner marshal. So nice. And, I do uh, mostly uh, motorcycle stuff, um, but I'm a corner marshal for a multitude of tracks. I've worked Thunder Hill Raceway. I've worked at Button Willow Raceway, Laguna, and Sonoma. Um, I've traveled around a little bit up north and a little bit down south, but obviously being in Central California with kids, it makes getting to some of those six-hour-away tracks a little difficult. Um, but I've been doing this for going on my 10th year, I believe, ninth year, ninth year I've been doing this. Wow, right on. Right that on. is really, really cool. Uh, Dwayne, uh, Wade Boyd's here. He's a co-host, uh, part of Racers Alley here. I'm Alex Torres-Mori. And uh, John uh, B. Huggins called in earlier with uh, all motorsport uh, flaggings. And, yeah. Uh, are, you, are you part of that crew? Um, kind of on and off because he's a little bit down south. So whenever we can mix up anywhere close towards Button Willow or something like that, because he's more of a Willow Springs guy. Gotcha. And like I said, it's hard for me to get down to Willow Springs. But when he comes up and does events at Button Willow, or um, I, I've um, I've made trips to um, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and I've done a couple of events with him at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So, so uh, you're a turn worker by nature, or do you, do you have an organization? Uh... Yeah, no, I don't have an organization. Um, I kind of work for a multitude of different organizations i work for afm primarily as a what you would say a volunteer um but i do pretty much any event that catches my attention i'll sign up and i'll work so i mean you put two snails next to each other and i'll flag them well that's awesome i mean wade and i were talking during the break i mean there's a difference between having a turn worker with you know um um seasoned and being a turn worker rather than like watching the bikes go by and saying they're really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know? It's absolutely yeah. incredible. It's it's very rewarding to be 10 foot away from the track of some kid that's 15 years old that's elbow down at 110 mile an hour, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're also looking each time uh, to make sure it's like everything's cool. Everything's like nothing's falling off, anything like that, you know. It's oh, yeah, you have to be very vigilant during this because especially with the motorbikes and the go-karts, there's so many small little parts that are critical to the machines that, you know, keep everybody safe, not just the rider and, and their own machine, but every other rider that's on course. So it's, it, it has its challenging moments. Um, we do events all throughout the year, winter, summer, rain or snow. Um, most of our motorbike shows run on in the rain, some of the car events that I do uh, run in the rain as well. I've done uh, the 25 hours of Thunder Hill, which is 25 hours straight, and they run wow. um, right? a, a four-shift Fernwicker yeah. um, setup. So you either get to work um, one and three or two and four, and you're out there eight hours, rain, snow, shine, midnight, two o'clock in the morning, whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, without you guys, I wouldn't be racing. When you say we, who are we? Uh, I, I have a girlfriend, and uh, I kind of got her hooked into it, too. And I think she's a bigger fan than I am at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, what organizations? Are you a gun for hire? Uh, do you have your own organizations you work with on a regular basis, that type of thing? I'm kind of a gun for hire. Um, I'm in contact with 
several different people, including track managers and whatnot. And whenever they have an event that they know that I'm interested in, uh, they'll give me a ring and let me know that the event's coming up and being planned. Or I'll just keep my eye on track events and I'll just sign up for an event that I see. Um, I can, even though I'm three hours away, I consider Thunder Hill to be like my home track, so I prefer to go there. Um, but I, ask, I also am pro staff employee of Sonoma Raceway, pro staff corner marshal, and um, as well as Laguna Seca. Wow. And what that means is I get to pick and choose what events I want to work, and I get paid by the hour from them. So I just sit in a box and wave a flag and watch racing, and I get paid for it. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's very, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't think you just sit in a box. I think you have a definite, you know, there, there's a reason you're there. And, uh, you know, wow, that's really, really cool. And, you know, uh, this is the first show that I've really ever had that, um, you know, uh, I've been a writer here and there for Urban Moto and stuff. But, boy, you know, I can almost write a, a story about turn workers. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And, and, you know, that, that gives me some ideas. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, they, they have a lot to do with what's going on. And, you know, I'm sure oh, yeah. uh, over the years, uh, wherever you're at, wherever you've been, You've seen stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, how I got started is I had a longtime friend, Dean Nardello, and um, he he lived in the same town as me. He lived in Oakdale. And um, back then I was doing a lot of illegal street racing. Um, I was partaking <laughs> in out in the country, street racing, being uh, a kid, you know. Car or bike? Uh, cars. What kind? I, I, was, I was doing muscles and the little ricers and the little Hondas and stuff. Yeah. Whatever we were, they had. We all so. grew up. We were just talking about that. But um, <laughs> Dean and I were at, at a local bar of ours, and we were sitting at the bar chatting, and he mentioned something about, hey, man, because uh, he knows I like fast stuff, right? And he goes, hey, man, you should come, come to the race with me, and you can work it. And I'm like, work it? That's no, that doesn't sound fun at all. Like, why would I want to just sit there and work it? Like, I want to either drive or ride, you know? And he begged me for almost two years. Every time I'd see him, hey, man, we got EFN round three coming up. You should come out, give us a shout, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept pushing it off, you know? And then um, Dean used to work for a mechanic shop, and um, the owner of the shop used to race SCCA, and um, uh, he goes, yeah, he, uh, so-and-so needs a hand in the pit. He needs a hand, you know, helping check tire pressures and refueling the car and stuff like that. He goes, you know, we can't pay you or anything like that, but we get you on the track and we can feed you and, you know, have a couple of beers after and whatnot. I said, you know what, I, I'll come check it out. And uh, that's the spider that bit me, got me hooked, man. I just, <laughs> uh, I've had years where I've worked 32 events in, in a year, um, and then some. Um, it's, it's been an absolutely incredible experience. Uh, wow. The things that I've done, the people that I've met, um, has been life-altering. It's been absolutely an incredible journey. Well, you know, there's nothing like, um, you know, um Pits racing, the people you know, the family um, over the years, the people who stay, people who go. But I mean, you know, right, Wade? I mean, you, you, yeah. you always stay where I, where I have a hotel room at the evening, go get a, you know, uh, air conditioning. Wade's usually at the track staying there. And, 
there's a lot to be said about staying after the races and how the whole community does their thing. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so it's it's really really neat, and um, you know, it's like uh, a weird it's like a weird little family. Like everybody knows everybody. We have people we love. We have people we dislike. Uh, vice versa. Um, but yeah, we're a weird little family, man. I've, I've been blessed to meet some really cool people, and um, you do that post race. You know, cold track when you come off track. We we personally camp at the track. Um, whether right. it's a trailer yeah. or a tent yeah. or, or whatever, yeah, we stay there and get to talk with all the racers and stuff. And that's that's probably the most rewarding thing I think is well, hanging out and walking through the pits. And yeah, I've never done that. Wade's always done that. Well, you had your yeah. motorhome. The only time I've ever camped was at the Isle of Man, um, which is kind of a little place over there. But uh, anyhow, um, Dwayne, I think I know you from somewhere. And I'm going to have to think up my books, but uh, you ever know Dublin, Kawasaki, or you know, uh, you know, any anywhere around there? Who Dublin, Kawasaki? Yeah. No, okay. not not personally. All right, you just have a similar. You have a you have a name that I'm thinking about the past, but uh, you know, I'm it's really really great that uh, you're still into the racing. And uh, I I know quite a few people. There's, like I said, we since I'm a marshal. You know, the 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 racers, whether it's cars or bikes, they they always tend to hook us up with gear and stuff. You know, get a free hat or you know some stickers or something. Appreciation. And the the best thing is being able to talk to those racers about their machines and stuff, and that's where you get to meet the people. So I've, like I said, I've met a lot of people, and um, I've met former world champions and and things like that, and uh. It's definitely um, hard to remember some people's names. <laughs> it's, no, I mean, it's like a, I said, this is my ninth a... year, and um, uh, I actually one of my nicknames, not to brag, one of my nicknames is fastest handler in the West. Um, I earned that at MotoGP Laguna Seca 2013 um, when a motorcycle crashed in uh, turn 10. And uh, it was kind of a gnarly one, but I was quick. And then as soon as we got off track, um, I was kind of talking to the town with uh, the corner worker camps because, you know, I got there, responded to it fast and safely and, and got the bike cleared, got the rider cleared. And that was all before they can come around for the next lap. So and, and I kind of earned, yes. earned my keep on that one. And by that, by doing that, it's like film, you know, I've done commercials and stuff. It's like, uh, you know, as a back, uh, you know, stagehand, it's like every second costs thousands of dollars. You oh, yeah. save them thousands of dollars by just making it not happen. You know, and it's, it's kind of incredible how fast it all can happen, too. All of a sudden, you know, you could have one guy that, you know, just a basic low side, he lost the front, and he does a little baseball slide up in the gravel, and he's up and okay. And then the next minute, you could have, you know, let's say that guy cracked his case for his engine and spilled oil across the track. And next lap around, you got a 14 bike pile up in turn 14 Thunder Hill with three bikes on fire, one rider getting hit, one other corner worker getting hit. So, like, <laughs> I've seen a lot. Of I, I've been there. I'm sure Wade's yeah, been there. Oops, oops, we, oops, we've oops, actually been oops. the riders in the middle of that stuff. I can tell oh, you yeah. stories. But, uh, uh Dwayne, uh, we got to go. Actually, we're a minute and a half over. 
But uh, please call in next week. Uh, well, actually, uh, I'll let you know when to call in again. I might be gone next week for a week. But uh, anyhow, uh, great to hear from you, and let's get more stories next time, yeah? Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, brother, and uh, we look forward. Yeah. Be yeah, safe. you guys have a good night. Be safe. All right, cheers. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, you know, Dwayne uh, Goodman called in, and I'd uh, like to hear a lot more stories, especially about being a turn worker. And, uh, yeah, I guess we're over our limit, but that doesn't matter in a sense, in a sense. Uh, anyhow, thanks for uh, being at Mutiny Radio. Thanks for listening to Racers Alley. Wade, Bill Craig, yeah, Thanks for coming tonight. Yeah, and uh, please help out Mutiny whenever you can, and uh, cheers. By the way, in the background, we got Mistress Christine hanging out She's literally in the performance it. space. The chlamydia is hanging out. Chlamydia is she hanging sees out. it too. No, it's we're not talking just about me. Mistress Christine is in the performance space, so she's just hanging out. No, I know, but, but she right views now the on stash. the phone, guess who's joining us? <gasps> Longtime friend, uh, on-air personality, writer, stand-up comedian, but uh, all-around lovable guy. All-around lovable guy. Squeezable, huggable, lovable. There he is, our buddy, our pal, the um, best Christmas card writer ever. Th- there you go. Give it up for Malcolm Grissom, everybody. Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't forget about you, darling. No, I didn't forget about you, by the way. I actually are you have there? A, I have a letter yeah. that I have, that's, but I haven't gotten to get back to it. You know that thing where you have so much to talk about because we haven't spoke? You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm like writing it, and then I get busy, and then I come back to it, and then I get busy. So thank you for the card. I okay. liked it a lot. And you have a letter coming. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I'm glad that you can hear him. I can barely hear him. Let no, me get I hear him. I hear him. I hear him. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so don't think I abandoned you or forgot about you because I didn't. Okay, thank wait, you for the me, beautiful card. Try this. So, Malcolm, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good. Oh. Now, uh, you're still in San Francisco, and I'm blowing everybody out of the water, apparently. Wow. Ah. Is it that loud? It is that loud. Yeah, yes, you. Wow, sorry about that, guys. That's okay, that's okay. Um, having a little bit of a technical difficulty, apparently I'm blasting everybody out. So, it's been a while, man. We used to be on the air at another station, they used to say. Yes, at the other station. At the other place. But it's been a while since we've done this. Are you still there? No, it just won't let me Well, we lost Malcolm. We'll try this again. We'll see if we get Malcolm again. Did I get you yep. again, Malcolm? There he is. There we go. Sorry about that, All buddy. Right. It's a no Sunday worries. game of peekaboo. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there you go. No, hey, you're amazing. Now, we used to be at another station, as they used to say together, but it's been that long since we've seen each other, dude. How are you it good? It has. It has. I am doing good. <laughs> I'm doing very good. I'm doing, oh gosh, uh, working all the time, going to, going back to school. Um, not, yeah. I'm well. I'm writing and doing shows. I'm, yeah. I do like storytelling. One um, man band type thing. Yeah, one man show kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Now, where have you been not doing that at? Uh, touring you, most of the time, like in other states. I haven't gone international yet, but um, no. But you do all happen. over. I've seen you at the Throckmorton. I've seen you all over the place. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to try and get around. There you go. So you, you, that's how you've been keeping up, uh, taking your time up, huh? Oh yes, oh yes. Very busy. You know, I actually with this next show that I'm writing, um, that I'm going to be uh, touring in January. Mm-hmm. I'll probably, um, like this summer, I'll probably. Um, shed some open mics and just do a lot of jokes. So if you had to summarize the next show, what would the synopsis be? What's it about? It's about intimacy, sex, addiction, and grief. Ooh. Wow. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like uh, people can relate on multiple levels. It sounds like San Francisco. Cool. So now, yeah. and, and how long does it take you? About an hour to do your one hour or one man show? Um, well, when when I'm on tour, um, I have to limit it to an hour. But when I can, um, like after 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 I tour the show, then I'm going to try and get a run in the theater, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I can do. Um, over an hour. Mm-hmm. Stretch it out a little bit. Yeah. Get like, bit um, hour and a half is usually the longest that people can bear one person. Yeah, usually. <laughs> no, that's true. Even I, you. What? Well, I mean, even the industry will tell you that's why most movies are an hour and a half. There's, a, You can only sit in your seat and watch exactly. any one given thing. Before your butt goes numb. Before your butt goes numb. There you go. No matter how good the seat, no matter how good the seats are, and how good the entertainment is, that you still butt. got the same seat on you. Yeah, that's right. Holy fa- yeah. flower butt. Yeah, for you, honey, there's no butt. <laughs> there's Remember. no butt. Yeah, yeah no, no so butt, no pain. Paul, Paul's time is cut in half, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk quick, talk yeah. quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Butts going numb early. Exactly. <laughs> so what is that? Sixty minutes? No, not even that. So half a ninety. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Forty-five. <laughs> I had to look into the booth to have somebody oh, do math for Where me. is the math today? Where is it's the math Sunday. Today? Nobody maths on it is, Sunday. It is the day it, after yeah, we're all coming over. Exactly. Or something. Yeah. Or something. Or tired. Or, you know. Now, did you celebrate? Did, did you celebrate uh, the green holiday yesterday in any form? Oh, no, 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 no. Did I, you even I wear green? much, too much studying to do. I'm also um, going to school for my master's. In? So I am. I actually had like a close an all nighter. Yeah, but your master's night. in what, honey? Oh, uh, marriage and family counseling. Yes. See, they do exist. Help is out there, people. He's it trying. Is. He is almost there. So it close, is. you can touch him and hug him. He's so I hugging. will help you. That's what I do. I help. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad because comedy is therapy on many levels, usually for the person performing comedy, but that's okay. Well, my that my my that's why that's why I transitioned to um from stand up to more one man shows. Mm-hmm. I I still I'm just, I still call myself a comedian. I still make people laugh, um, but the difference is I don't go for the laugh all the time i go 